Welcome to Beyond Synth. Please note, Beyond Synth is an explicit program and may contain inappropriate language. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Hey there, welcome to the show. My name is Andy Last, and you are listening to Beyond Synth. This is episode 76, and my guest today is Giant Spirit. And Giant Spirit is cool. Uh, He's made some really cool songs. I've played them a few times on the show, man, and I I dig them. So I said, uh, I'm going to reach out and talk to that guy. And that sounds terrible, but that's (laughs) that's what happened. How is everybody today? This is, of course, Beyond Synth, the show where I interview artists and producers who make cool synthwave music. I just realized I never explain what this show is. I just always assume people know. But I guess if you're new to the show, it must be weird when I just start talking and it's like, well, who's this guy and what the hell is synthwave? Well, I'm not going to explain what synthwave is, but I'm going to say that I play it here and it makes me feel all right. Uh, Beyond Synth is brought to you by DownToJam.com. A free website that helps musicians around the world connect based on musical compatibility. If you're a musician looking for a partner to jam with or to fill a spot in your band, you're going to want to check out this site and sign up down to jam.com. That's D O W N T O J A M.com. Do it up, my friends. And uh, don't forget to follow the show, this show right now, which is Beyond Zen if you've forgotten uh my name is andy last and that's my twitter handle at andy last and that's the official twitter handle for the podcast and that's where i post links to the show and if there's uh, upcoming videos and stuff like that i uh, i do that and i retweet cool synthwave artists and it's a good time and you can also follow the show on facebook that's facebook.com slash beyond.synth.podcast and if you want to you can go there and just like it even if you don't like it I absorb Facebook likes like Jet Li in that film, The One, when Jet Li has to travel to different dimensions and kill the other Jet Lees, and every time he does that, he becomes more powerful. So there's this evil Jet Li, but then the good guy Jet Li has to fight him, and I think Jason Statham was in that film. It's called The One. Anyway, much like that film, I absorb likes. And uh, the more likes I get uh, to the Facebook page will give me the energy to succeed. And you can also check out the SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth. That's where all the episodes get posted on Mondays. But if you think you're too cool to wait until Monday, then there's something you can do now. And that's listen to the show every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern on Project Friday. Nope. (laughs) On Project... (laughs) On pa- fuck me on Power eighty five Power eighty five dot com. It's an internet radio station, and Thursday nights at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we play Beyond Synth, and you can uh, show up, and uh, there's a chat going, and it's really cool. Listen, I've just talked for too long. Let's listen to a track. This is Mega Hit, and High School Boys and Disco Queens. What do you want to do tonight? I don't know. Uh... Watch TV, mess around with whatever you want to do. Mess around sounds good. 
And that was High School Boys and Disco Queens by Mega Hit. And Mega Hit have a bunch of cool music, and you should check out their page, man. You know, as always, I post all the links to all the artists I feature on the show on the SoundCloud description. So if you're listening to the show on SoundCloud, you can click on the More Info button to see the whole thing, and I will post all the artists who are featured on the show and various links to their uh, various web pages so you can check out their stuff. And I highly suggest you do, because I play only the best. So what was I saying before all that? All right, soundcloud.com slash beyond hyphen synth. And you can also follow uh, the SoundCloud as well, which is uh, a cool thing to do. I mean, assuming you like cool things, um, there's uh, a cool thing. (laughs) I need a script, I think. I think this is one of those things where (laughs) I get in front of the mic and I'm like, yeah, man, I can riff. And then all of a sudden I, I listen back to it later and like, did I just say cool like 50 times and not really say any actual information or disseminate anything of interest but this will interest you especially if you guys like cool music cool 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 uh, because Magic Sword and you know Magic Sword uh, has been on the show uh, twice and makes really awesome music and they've got a really cool live show well they are taking that live show on the road and we're doing sort of a cool thing in, in conjunction with Magic Swords Tour. Now, this tour is in the States, and I'm going to list off some dates. Basically, we're having a little sort of sweepstakes to watch uh, Magic Sword play. Now, the way this is going to work is uh, essentially, I think we're going to, if the people who win, they're going to be put on the guest list, and I'll work out those details with Magic Sword and then, you know, get in contact with the people. So here's how this is going to work. Basically, I'm going to read you uh, the dates that Magic Sword are playing. I'm going to read a bunch of dates, and then you can write in. So you can write in to the Facebook. You can contact me on Facebook. You can uh, private message me on uh, Twitter, or you can uh, private message me on SoundCloud and basically just say, hey man, I want to check out one of these shows and give the the date. And we're going to pick a few names from the people who write in, and then uh, they will get to be on the guest list for one of those shows. And, uh, and all those details will be worked out later. So... Actually, how about this? How about we listen to a song, and then we will. Uh, then I'll go over all the dates with you guys, and then you can uh, write in at your leisure, and uh, and we can start these magic sword sweepstakes. So let's listen to a track now. This is Isle and Fever, and this track is called Dime Piece, the Joseph Kenny remix.
And that was Dime Piece, the Joseph Kenny remix of the track by Isle and Fever. And uh, that's a cool one. It's a fun remix track. And uh, those guys uh, have a bunch of cool music you should check out. And that's all I have to say about that. Isle and Fever. And now let's uh, go to the Magic Sword sweepstakes. So here we go. I'm going to read off a bunch of dates. If you are interested in going to one of these shows, and again, this is really for people in the States, so this is a ridiculous... <laughs> these sweepstakes are on a Canadian podcast, which is really open just to people in the States. So here we go. On the 28th of September, they're going to be playing Idaho Falls, Idaho at the Sick House. On the 29th, they'll be in Billings, Montana at the Pub Station. The 30th of September, they're going to be in Denver, Colorado at High Dive. Uh, The 1st of October, Kansas City, Missouri, Outer Reaches Fest. October 3rd, Lincoln, Nebraska at Vega. October 4th, Madison, Wisconsin at The Frequency. October 5th, Chicago, Illinois at Subterranean. October 8th, Brooklyn, New York at The Knitting Factory. October 11th, Nashville, Tennessee at Basement East with Makeup and Vanity Set. Ooh, that's going to be a good show. October 13th, I don't know I've ever heard this said before. Fayetteville? Is that a place? (laughs) You Americans can let me know. I've never actually heard anyone talk about that place. Maybe it's one of those ones that's like, it's spelled Fayetteville, but then when you hear it pronounced, it's like, yeah, that's Foutville. And you're like, what? Anyway, that's in Arkansas. They'll be playing at the Smoke and Barrel. Uh, October 15th, Austin, Texas at Empire. October 19th, Phoenix, Arizona at Valley Bar. October 20th, San Diego, California at Soda Bar. October 22nd, Los Angeles, California, at the Complex. Or just Complex. October 23rd, San Francisco, California, at the Makeout Room. Uh, October 26th, Seattle, Washington, at Chop Suey. October 27th, at Portland, Oregon, at the Days of the Dead Fest, with the Orb. And 1029, that's October 29th, Hood River, Oregon, at River City Saloon. So, if you think that you can make one of those dates in one of those places, write to me on any way uh, that I mentioned earlier, the Facebook, the SoundCloud on Twitter. Uh, Make sure it's a private message though. Don't tweet at me like, you know, so if you can't send me a private message on Twitter, then do uh, send Facebook or SoundCloud and let me know and we will put your name into a draw, man. And we're going to pick some winners. Now, obviously some of these are sort of time sensitive. So, uh, I mean, if you write in and say you want to go to the like I Idaho Falls one, then obviously we're going to have to draw your name pretty soon because that'll be like uh, in a few days. So uh, that's that. Those are the dates. Those are the Magic Sword dates. So write to me and get on the guest list. Sorry, you know, I don't (laughs) do sweepstakes very often. (laughs) So this is going to be like a whole uh, shambles trying to get this thing organized, but it should work out okay. And if it doesn't, there is not a damn thing I can do about it because there's absolutely no quality control. But uh, Magic Sword uh, wants you guys to come out to the shows, and it would be cool to uh, to get some people on the guest list. Now, let's listen to another track, and we will keep going. This is Station A3 and the track Pixel X.
that was Pixel X by Station A3. And that's a cool track. Station A3's got lots of uh, releases there you can check out. If you like checking out releases like I do. You know what, man? Let's read some junk email. Here we go. This email is called, Can I Trust You? Dear Beneficiary, I am Peter Douglas, Director, Inspection Unit, United Nations Inspection Agent in Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta, International Airport, Atlanta, Georgia. I should point out that there was no punctuation in that entire sentence. We are rounding up for the last quarter of the auditing. All abandoned consignment in U.S. airports are being transferred to our facilities here for inspection and confiscation. During our investigation, I discovered an abandoned shipment on your name, which was transferred to our facility here in Hartsfield, Jackson, Atlanta International Airport. And when scanned, it revealed an undisclosed sum of money in a metal trunk box. The consignment was abandoned because the content was not properly declared as money. Rather, it was declared as personal effect to avoid diversion by the diplomatic agent, also the diplomatic inability to pay for the non-inspection fees. What are non-inspection fees? On my assumption, the boxes will contain more than $6 million, and the consignments is still left in storage house till today through a courier dispatch service. The consignment is a metal box with weight of about 242 pounds. Internal dimensions 61 by 156 by 73 centimeters. Effective capacity 680 liters, approximately. <laughs> it weighs 242 pounds? <laughs> what? That's gotta be a shitload of money. Is that how much $6 million? No. $6 million, like, they're dollar bills. It wouldn't weigh 240 pounds, would it? Can someone... Google that for me? The details of this consignment, including your name, the official document from United Nation Office in London, are tagged on the metal trunk box. I want to use my good office and clear the consignment and deliver it to you. Now, for some reason, part of this sentence is in capital letters. If you will accept my condition and want us to transact the delivery for mutual benefit, you should provide your name, phone number, and full address to cross-check if it corresponds with the address on the official document, including the name of nearest airport around you and other details. You should send the required details to me for onward delivery. Okay, hold on here. So, in this version of the scam, I'm already receiving a box of money. So normally, when they do this, they're suggesting that they're going to send money and put it into a box or whatever. In this scam... There is already a box with $6 million in it that weighs 240 pounds <laughs> that was at the Atlanta International Airport addressed to me. So presumably I would have already known that this was coming, but then they're not letting it through because it was never declared as money. <laughs> I love just the depth of these scams. They're amazing. So now I, I'm guessing that this guy, who is the United Nations inspection agent is bribing me that if he, I want to get this box, I need to give him a certain percentage of the money, which he's estimated. 
All communication must be held extremely confidential. I can get everything concluded within 24 to 48 hours upon your acceptance and proceed to your address for delivery. But it must be on the condition that you will give me 30% there we go, of the amount contained in the boxes, and I must get assurance from you concerning my 30% before I will proceed. I want us to transact this business and share the money, since the shipper have abandoned it and ran away. <laughs> the shipper ran away? Why would the shipper have to do anything else other than drop the... Wait a second, who is the shipper here? Certainly the shipper was just the plane that brought the metal box, right? Okay, now I really don't understand. So a, a person shipped it and then escaped, <laughs> leaving a 240-pound box of $6 million just sitting there? Like, we're not going to figure out who the shipper is, considering they just said that the box had all the information on there. <laughs> I will pay for the non-inspection fee and arrange for the boxes to be moved out of this airport to your address. Once I am through, I will deploy the services of a secured shipping company to provide the security it needs to your doorstep. Or I can bring it myself to avoid any more trouble. But I will share it 70% to you and 30% to me. But you have to assure me of my 30%. Do respond to me if you are interested to conclude this with me. Please strictly reply to my private email... Remember, this guy's name was Peter Douglas, and his private email is perterdouglas2 at gmail.com. And then, just to add a little <laughs> bonus, I received this exact same letter again about two days later, and I was going to copy and paste it and put it into my junk email folder when I read the first paragraph, and I'm like, this is familiar. And it was the exact same email. Everything was the same, except the very end. So it was still Peter Douglas. Uh, director inspection unit but at the very end his private email instead of being Perter Douglas 2 his private email is now Perter Dougla 3 <laughs> so the scam's the same but the email has changed I wonder if like Gmail literally cracked down on this email like the next day and so they just resent it with a different address anyways he's looking forward to hear from me best regards peter douglas inspection officer so if anyone of you guys out there is willing to collect a 240 pound box for me email perter douglas because <laughs> i want that six million all right let's listen to another track this is retro thunder and the track heroes
that was Heroes by Retro Thunder. That's a fun one. Retro Thunder has a new album out with a lot of cool tracks on it. Heroes is the one I chose to play because I was not going to play the whole album. It would be a very different podcast if I did that. Uh, Listen, guys, we should probably go to my interview with Giant Spirit, but first, as you know, Beyond Synth has a Patreon, and that is a way that uh, listeners can donate to the show and help out. Patreon is a monthly donation system where you can donate as little as a dollar a month, uh, or you can donate more, and there's special terrible prizes. But the main prize is the joy of knowing that you helped out this amazing program. So let's go to the Patreon. We're in the Patreon, and this is the part where I thank all of my lovely patrons. These are the people who donate to Beyond Synth and make this show possible. And for anyone new to the show, just understand that uh, although most people would refer to patrons as patrons, I like to call them my Pattersons because I have brain damage. So today, I would like to thank, as always, Brendan Kellum, Lucas Ceballos, Marcello Bonomini. Hey! Hey, it's Marcello. Last week, uh, Vincenzo was saying that he had a buddy named Marcello who was going to donate to the show, and there he is. There is Marcello Bonomini. Grazie, Marcello. And, of course, I'd like to thank Ravonia and Kai and Power85 and Lunar Baboon, Knox Bello, Girls with Tails, Terrence Thompson, Nathan Winter, Tomas, Roos Nice. Roos, why'd I say Roos? Russ. <laughs> Roos. <laughs> Fuck. It's a weird name to read. <laughs> Russ Nice. Zikarax. Python Blue. Eric Valerio. And of course, my lovely $5 Pattersons. These guys donate $5 a month, which makes them $5 better than you. There's Joe and Lando, Florence Bullock, Joey Bergeron, Roman, X-Riz Music, Sebastian SW, Philip Huberger, Devious Raven, Bobby B, John Eternal, Will Lowe, Dougie Fresh, and Lame Robot. And I know who you are, Lame Robot, but he's he's graduated the Patterson ladder because he was a $1 donor, but now he's a $5 donor. I feel like one of those crazy preachers on TV. <laughs> I tell you what, one of my prizes will be once you donate uh, donate $100 to Beyond Synth and I'll send you a free prayer cloth and the fucking magic spring water. <laughs> uh, thank you guys. Those are my lovely $5 Pattersons. They're very special to me. And of course, my lovely $10 Pattersons. There's Jake Last, Trevor Resnick, and the Fear Merchant. And those guys are $10 better than you. And, of course, there's good old Scotty Galden, who has donated $15, which is uh, just crazy, and his reward is being referred to as the King of the Pattersons. 
Did you hear that, Scotty Golden? You are king of the Pattersons. And I want to thank all of my Pattersons uh, for donating to Beyond Synth. Uh, as soon as we reach uh, some of our goals, the show will become bigger and better, and I can finally mail out all of those prayer cloths and Miracle Spring water. I've got a big crate. It's sitting at the Atlanta airport. It's 250 pounds, so it's hard to move. But I think I've got an in with a with a guy there who can uh, maybe work out the shipment. All right, let's listen to another song. This is Tokyo Rose and the track Tokyo Burnout.
And that was Tokyo Burnout by Tokyo Rose. And I, Tokyo, liked that song. That pun doesn't even make sense. <laughs> I'll, I'm trying to think of terrible puns now. I'll Tokyo later. Yeah, uh, nope. <laughs> if I ever felt more like a dad, that was the moment. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, let's go to my conversation with Giant Spirit right now. And I am here today with Giant Spirit, a.k.a. Doug Justice. Hi, Andy. Thank you. It's me, Doug. Now, Doug Justice is not your real name. Well, that's true. Besides that it isn't, because that is my real name that I was born with. <laughs> your, your actual last name is Justice? It is, yeah. So your actual name is Doug Justice. It is. That's true, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It says it on my driver's license, and uh, it's also my name, so yeah. That's an awesome name. Yeah, thank you for thank you for noticing. <laughs> it just sounds fake to me. It sounds very fake. Every person that I meet, when they hear about my last name, they have some kind of reaction to it, which is fine. I think it's with great power comes great responsibility, <laughs> and so I have to sit and smile and listen when people are like, hey, I have the perfect idea for you. You should be a judge. Well, that would be sweet. Uh, so then you would be... You know, justice, justice, or whatever. Justice, Doug, justice would be a pretty sweet thing. Yeah. So if synthwave doesn't turn out for me, <laughs> I'll just go to law school and and do that because of my name. Well, how many years would law school be? If a couple, at least, I'm assuming. Yeah, and you got to get the suit and the wig. Watch all the lawyer movies. Yeah, and the wig too. That's right. <laughs> that... The cloaks and all that stuff, and a little wooden hammer. That thing is called a gavel, Doug Justice. Right, a gavel. It's hard for me not to just keep calling you Doug Justice though like I want it's a name that I want to keep saying it's your show you can do whatever you want <laughs> can I change my name to Doug Justice yeah but then you know I'd have to be a judge there's a few options that you have based on the suggestions that I've been given by people uh, you could also go with like a superhero if you discover any powers any latent powers that you have on your person yeah or a cop yeah, yeah, you can deliver Doug Justice. Yeah, <laughs> or just Justice. People aren't looking for Doug Justice specifically. I don't know if there's ever been a situation where a crime has been committed to a person and the person then says, help, this criminal needs to be served Doug Justice. It's usually only Justice, and so that's why I'm not a cop. But if people knew, like if you were known around town as the guy, as Doug Justice who delivered Doug Justice, then I think people, you know, they would need Doug Justice at that point. I I guess that's true. I've never thought of it that way. Right? Because it would become its own thing. Like, <laughs> Doug Justice would become... That's what happens when Officer Doug Justice comes and has to speak to your class or something. Damn. Well, that's the tall order to fill, but I think that I can do it. Well, I'm glad. And we can, uh, yeah, we can pretty much just end the show here. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Andy. <laughs> See you next time, buddy. Just so everybody knows, that whole Doug Justice thing was about three minutes of airtime. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, and I'm sorry. Doug Justice never needs to be sorry for being named Doug Justice. But I pretty much don't have anything else to say, so let's uh, let's get to the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. So uh, I did no research today other than the fact that I enjoy your music. Cool. So let's dive into the history of Doug Justice. So, like... When did you start making the music? Well, it all started a very long time ago. That made it sound like this is going to be a lot more interesting than it is. <laughs> I started playing guitar, the electric guitar, when I was a 
14-year-old boy, and I continued on until I was more man-like. And uh, I ended up going to college for uh, guitar performance because I just loved to play the guitar. And so that was like my first thing. Well, I guess I started playing piano a little bit before that when I was like a little kid. But, you know, kids are so small that they're not good at, at stuff like that. So I really got into music when I started playing guitar. And that was it for me for a long time. And then I went to college. And when I was maybe like, I only started producing electronic music maybe like three years ago. And I'm 25 now, so I'm I'm an old man. What does that make me? I got to, I'm I'm 10 years your senior. Oh wow! I got gray hair, man. You have gray hair? Fucking right! I dye it black. There's a certain age where you're not supposed to dye your hair anymore because you look like a fucking vampire. That's why you know whenever you see like those old dudes who still have yeah. black hair, but their faces are wrinkled and their eyes are like gray and they look insane. Mm-hmm. The other day I buzzed my hair off just because I wanted to see how gray it was getting, so I wanted to get rid of all the. The dye, just to, mm-hmm. just curious, and it's pretty gray. My hair could use some Doug Justice, <laughs> straighten it out, and I think it's a good thing. There's a lot of uh, silver foxes out there, really distinguished gentlemen with gray hair. So I don't think it's anything uh, to be ashamed of. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I would be a distinguished guy. It's the next step <laughs> between where you are now and becoming like a wizard. That's. <laughs> Ah, is that where I am? So I think that you can take that step proudly and no one would question you. (laughs) Well, listen, we're going to listen to some music now, some fucking giant spirit. Yeah. And we'll uh, we'll talk more about it. So here's a cool track. This is a track called Alone by Giant Spirit. so kind as to tell me where I am.
And that was Alone by Giant Spirit. And I am here with Giant Spirit today, Doug Justice. And Hi. How's it going? It's still going very well. Thank you. The picture on your Facebook makes you look like some sort of lumberjack. Well, thank you for saying so. <laughs> uh, I'm not a lumberjack. I stay inside a lot. Hmm. You look like a friendly guy. I appreciate trees, you know, and their existence and how we use them. But I don't cut them down. And, uh, you know, I hope that you're still okay with me wearing that kind of shirt. (laughs) (laughs) So whereabouts, uh, where are you zoned? Where's your zone? I'm zoned in the Midwest of the United States of America. What goes on there? It snows. There's trees. Four seasons, you know. It's it's America, baby. Now, when we say Four Seasons, are we talking the hotel chain or most? There are, I think, a number of those, and that's what I was referring to. But that leads me to my next point: that there are also four Earth seasons: mm. spring, summer, fall, and winter. And I also want to make that clear to all of your listeners. <laughs> <laughs> So that's pretty much it. Well, so you get snow. So like, you know, whenever Americans are always making jokes about uh, about Canada and stuff, but if you have four seasons, then you must uh, have like similar weather. Oh, yeah. I grew up in Minnesota and it's like real cold and real snowy. And so I appreciate that. When I was in college, I actually lived with a guy who is from Canada. And when we compared notes, they were pretty similar. <laughs> were those weather notes? Yeah, we both took out our weather notebooks. <laughs> Which were littered with post-it notes and all sorts of ideas and observations and everything. And they were pretty similar, so that's when we knew. Yeah, yeah. And you did all that stuff and uh, you never decided to be a meteorologist instead? No, I thought that's something that everyone does. (laughs) Quit joking around, dude. I know that you have your weather notes. Well, Well, I'm taking some today, man. It's hot as hell here. It is super hot where I am also. But, uh... We're going to weather it just fine, pun intended, because I am in a basement right now, so it's slightly cooler than the outside world, man. But i got to turn my fans off when I record, Yep. because they make uh, loud noises into my microphone, and it sounds like I'm in some sort of wind tunnel. It does. I did the same thing. I didn't want to make it... I don't want to lie to the people and have them think I was some kind of cool guy that lives in a wind tunnel. <laughs> I don't. It's just a room with a ceiling fan. So what did you do uh, fucking growing up then, man? Like, it's cold? Mm-hmm. Did you ski? Oh, yeah. We were skiing and, uh, you know, running around in the snow. And that was pretty much it. A lot of that. And then when I started playing guitar, it was a lot of sitting in my basement playing guitar at all hours of the day. Well, that's the nice thing about winter, too, is it gives you a reason to be inside. Mm -hmm. It's a silly thing to say, but I've actually always sort of enjoyed bad weather because all of my hobbies are indoor hobbies. And uh, when the weather's really nice outside, there's a sort of, like, internal guilt I feel for not being outside. Yeah. So, like, when I play video games and stuff, if it's, like, a dreary, rainy day, I just feel like, yeah, man, this is what I should be doing today instead of being outside. Yeah, you're fully justified. Exactly. Doug justified. Doug justice. That's right. (laughs) Maybe we should play another song. I wish you would. (laughs) I know people are listening just like, what the hell kind of interview is this? We're going to... (laughs) We're going to listen to another track, and then maybe we'll talk about some of the tracks, because I just realized I played that other track, and then we didn't really talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. Here's another uh, track. This is Becoming by Giant Spirit.
And that was Becoming by Giant Spirit. And I'm here certainly was. with Giant Spirit right now. And maybe we should uh, rewind the clock here and talk about both those tracks because we didn't really uh, talk about them. So tell me about tell me about Becoming, first of all, and then, then the other one we played, Alone. Well, that song, Becoming, which we've just heard, is not the most synth-wavy song that I've ever made. But I like it, and I think it's a good song. I was really drawn to synthwave in the first place not necessarily because of like the whole 80s vibe i was born in 1991 so i really have no business uh whatsoever being on this show or making the kind of music that i've made (laughs) uh but i did and it's because i really am into vintage synthesizers and the, the old music gear and the weird warm sounds that they make and everything else and becoming is Kind of that, you know, it's a happy song. I really don't know what it's about. I don't know why I named it Becoming. I just thought that it was kind of optimistic, kind of positive sounding. Well, you're, most of your music has that vibe. Yeah. So you're like a happy guy? That's the vibe that I'm going for, yeah. I don't have like a tormented soul or anything like that. <laughs> I understand the, the the widespread idea that people... Well, a musician has to suffer for their art, and only sad people make the best music. And I think that's kind of a bunch of garbage. And so, well, I don't think it's garbage. I think it's it's true that those emotions have given birth to cool songs. But I think also happy people and, like, normal guys can make good songs also, <laughs> despite not having uh, tortured minds and everything else. But it's silly when people believe that there has to be, like, there's a certain way that people have to think in order to create. And it's like, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of artists who, you know, are tormented, and then there's lots of people who are tormented who, like, jumped out of windows, you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean that one yeah. thing equals the other thing. Yep. Because, I mean, guys, I like the cool, dark stuff, too, but I like awesome, like, uplifting uh, tunes as well. And, you know, to mm-hmm. your point about the whole age thing, let's not forget that fucking Perturbator was what? I think he was, like, 22 or 21 when I had him on the show. Oh, wow, really? He, yeah, he's a young guy. I mean, he's wow. you're, you might even be older than I don't even know if he is 25 yet. So age is not a factor as long as the music is good, is Andy's point. Mm -hmm. Well, there's that classic saying, age is just not a number. (laughs) That old chestnut. That's right. What about about the previous track we played, Alone? Alone is a song that I made when I was alone, and I don't mean to make that sound sad or anything. You tormented son of a bitch. (laughs) That's me. That's my vibe. That's my branding. (laughs) Forget everything I just said. No, uh, I was back in my hometown. So like right now, I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is where I went to college. Is that the biggest city in Wisconsin? It's up there, yeah. Madison's the capital, but I think Milwaukee is... It's it's a big city. But um, I was back in my hometown. This was, I think, maybe like a year and a half ago that I made that song. And I was by myself in my hometown like where I grew up and went to high school I hadn't been there a long time and like all the people that I used to know that like lived there don't live there anymore because I was like calling people like dude let's hang out and everybody was like no I live in uh, the other side of the world and I'm hanging <laughs> up on you so I had a few of those experiences and then I was like okay I'm staying and I'm gonna make a song and I just banged it out in like one night and there's a sample in there from Audrey Hepburn that's who says the words in that song and I just thought it was cool and it fit the vibe so I put it in there and uh, a lot of the sounds that you hear in that are from 
the Moog Model D synthesizer. It's super cool and old and warm and fuzzy sounding, so I, I thought it was awesome, and I made a lot of the sounds in that song with that synth. Well, that's cool, man. I dig synths. Yeah. Whenever I go, I go, there's this music store in town, and I'll uh, go by there and play the very expensive keyboards just to do it mm-hmm. and i wish i had one even though like i'm not really making any music it's just whenever you, you know you sit down and there's like a fucking moog sitting there and it's like the voyages are like four thousand dollars or something mm-hmm. and uh they sound so nice they do especially when they have those uh, those big fat fucking you know like bass sounds <laughs> yeah love that definitely. shit me too <laughs> well here's this let's uh let's listen to another track so this is when um these were some singles we just played but then you also had sort of an ep which was when i first heard your stuff was the ep yep that was the first thing that i put out yeah so i'm i'm going out of order here i'm uh I'm out of order, Doug Justice. No, you're doing great, Andy. But, uh, <laughs> so this was uh, the Giant Spirit EP, and there's a bunch of great songs on here, and we're going to listen to one right now, and this track is called Feeling. Wait, Andy. What? <laughs> Feeling is also a single. It's not on the EP. Yeah, it is. No. What? Oh, you know what I'm thinking? <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> because the track Feeling has the same artwork as the EP. I also know that to be untrue. No, it's it's true, man. I'm looking at it right now. Where? It's the file. Like, you sent me this a long time ago. Oh, okay. And it well. says Giant Spirit <laughs> Feeling Single. Okay. But the iTunes Square, you know, the artwork, yeah. is the, the same Giant Spirit thing with the Giant Spirit and the blue sky and like the... Yep. When I when I sent you that, that was before I had made the artwork, had the artwork made. What? For Feeling. Yeah. Don't worry about it. We'll just have the song. It's more about the song. No, think, no, no. Now I'm confused because... I'm looking right now. Hold on. If you go on my Bandcamp, you'll see artwork for feeling. Because that's, I think, the last synthwave thing that I put out. I'm going to go there right now, Doug Justice. Okay. Because now I'm fucking confused. And when I get this way, it, it, it throws my whole world out of whack. The things that I thought I believed were true were false. Well, get ready to get your mind blown. This is like the experience that religious people go through when they like... Okay, hold on here. Bandcamp. It is exactly like that. <laughs> All right, here. Fucking giant spirit, my ass. <laughs> giant spirit. I got this uh, clickety-clacky, like, old-school keyboard. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, awesome. it's not old-school because it's new. It's got, like, lights up and shit. Wow. But uh, it's so it's uh, fun to type on. All right. Yes, okay. I see that on the band camp... <laughs> I'm keeping all this in the show, by the way. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> people will love to hear this. Sorry. And this is Feeling by, <laughs> by Giant Spirit.
And that was Feeling by Giant Spirit, a single. Yes. A single that was released by Doug Justice. Talk to me about the track Feeling. Feeling is, I think, my favorite song of my own, if I'm allowed to do that. It's just a real happy song. You gotta really turn it up when you listen to it. Uh, If you're listening to it at a low volume just now, please rewind and play it at a loud volume, and I think you really get the picture. But I just wanted to use a vocoder in a song because I thought, who doesn't think that they're cool? Well, maybe somebody does, but the point is, I think that they're cool. And so I made a little vocoder thing, just a little loop. Yeah, I was just feeling it. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna make this song. I banged it out in like a day or two and was real happy about it so I put it out there and uh, some people have expressed to me that they don't hate it and that's what it's all about (laughs) that was the predominant comment Mm -hmm. the consensus yeah people were saying I just want to reach out and tell you uh, I don't hate this goodbye (laughs) yeah goodbye Well, it's a cool song, man. I mean, I dig uh, I dig all your stuff. I know you said to me that, you know, you're sort of going away from the synth wave with some of your newer stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you have, you know, a lot of, you know, there's there's artists who have come out and, you know, they have a they have a cool album. But really, there's like, you know, like one or two standout tracks or something. And I'll still cite them and say like, oh, I really dig this guy's music when really it's like there's really just like two tracks that I like really like, you know, and the rest I hate. Mm. But, uh, you know, of your synth wave songs. I mean, like, they're all good. So, in my eyes, you've got just as many hits, as it were. Well, thanks for saying so, Andy. Um, what, I'm trying I'm to not... say, what I'm trying to say is I didn't hate it. Wow. That's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's the only thing anyone's ever said to you. Yeah, well, that's all right. But yeah, I'm not doing Synthwave exclusively anymore. That being said, I do plan to have another EP of a similar length to my previous one. Uh, in the future. You're going to send it to me with the uh, the old artwork? I'm going to send something very confusing to you. I'm yeah. going to tell you what, though, about this whole feeling artwork fiasco. <laughs> yes. I didn't go into iTunes and give this MP3 that artwork, which means that MP3 came to me with that artwork. So whether it was a separate download, because I remember one day, didn't you like send me like a zip folder that just had all your music in it? Yes. Maybe it was from there. That could have been it. There's got to be a reason. I'm making this the entire focus of this show now. (laughs) I think the big takeaway here is that all artwork is different and it deserves to be uh, appreciated in its own right. And in in our case, the song Feeling does have its own artwork separate to the artwork of my EP, although I sent it to you in a different way. So everybody listening at home, Andy's got it all figured out now. You know what? I'm going to send you the new artwork no, I don't want it. I don't want it. You don't want I it? need okay. I need to crystallize this moment. This moment okay. needs to be sort of cemented in my mind as a very important like uh, like signposts or whatever that you can sort of look back. You know, when you look back at your childhood and you've got these sort mm-hmm. of important moments that sort of signify the different eras of your life. That's right. And this is one of them for me now. Wow. Is the yeah. uh, is the MP3 artwork confusion of the song Feeling. It's very important and it's so so relatable. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? It might actually be relatable if there's like somebody out there who's very <laughs> I like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it is. I think you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got its own artwork though. You. Uh... <laughs> 
Did you come from like a small town or a city? It's like a pretty standard sized suburb. Uh, it's not in the city. I grew up in a house in a suburb that has other houses in it. Mm. So like when you went back and you were trying to reconnect with old friends, were they people who you had not spoken to in a long time? Some of them, yeah. That was like one time. I've been back other times and had more success. Uh, I'm not a complete uh, loser, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, when you get older and you move away and start doing things, of course, you're not going to go back home and everything's going to be the same as it was. Spoiler alert. Mm. That being said, it was it's a cool place. I was happy to have grown up there. So, Is it like far enough away from the city where you can see the stars at night? Yep. Yes, that's good. That's the good stuff. Yeah, that's all that matters, man. Whenever I go back home, I came from like a small town, and uh, the sky is nice at night with black and full of bright stars, because in the city we sort of have a dome of pollution that uh, protects us from the cold, but also blocks out the sun and sky. Yeah, and it like affects your health and your mental well-being and yeah, everything yeah, else yeah. like that. Yeah, well, definitely like affects my memory because I swear to Christ, this feeling track had that different artwork. We can say it's the weather. It's the smog that's like seeping through my windows. Yeah, blame it on the weather. I will. I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I do. I'm one of those dudes who sits on the porch and fucking yells at the sky. <laughs> nice, dude. I can just imagine that. Yep. My gray hair and everything. Hey, man, you want to listen to another song? Please. Can we? Now, this one... <laughs> Yeah, anything to get away from this. No, no, I just, you know, music's so great. Let's have another one. This one is a single. And I got it right this time because this is a track called Move Up, which has the correct artwork. Nailed it. And uh, and let's listen to it, man. So this is a track called Move Up by Giant Spirit.
That was Move Up by Giant Spirit, and I'm here with Giant Spirit right now. We're just talking about the tunes and a bunch of other nonsense. Uh, yeah. So uh, talk to me about this track. Move Up. I called it that because like, there's that main... So like, you have the intro and everything, and then there's the chorus, and then the first verse starts, and there's this kind of riff that happens that continues to happen all the way through the verse, but I just keep stacking more crap on top of it and I thought that was cool when you put more stuff on top of stuff uh, you may have heard about this it kind of goes up and it moves up and so that was the inspiration for uh, the title of the song it's another song that's sort of positive sounding a little optimistic sounding but yeah you know move up why don't you <laughs> so it's like a call to action to the listeners yeah just do it move up why don't you I, I, I want to know why, um, so if you were playing guitar and stuff, when did you first sort of grab a synth and why did you do that? Yeah, now uh, that you mention it and that I think about it, it is kind of ridiculous that I had played guitar for like nine, ten years, you know, and I was in college doing it, practicing for like hours and hours every day. And in all of this music, there is not one note played by any guitar uh, <laughs> whatsoever. So, you know, kind of shot myself in the foot there. But when I got to college, I was exposed to a lot of uh, new music that I hadn't heard before. I grew up listening to a lot of guitar-based music, obviously, and especially dudes from the 80s. I really loved guys like Randy Rhodes, who played guitar for Ozzy Osbourne, Joe Satriani and Steve Vai and Ingve Malmsteen, and these guys who all kind of had a lot of success doing instrumental guitar music in the 80s. So I was really into that kind of vibe that I think is shared by Synthwave in some ways. Anyway, I got to college and somebody showed me the album Discovery by Daft Punk for the first time. And I was just kind of blown away by it. Specifically the song Digital Love, which has this crazy synth solo at the end of it. And it's like a really happy, fun song. Uh, and then at the end, they just ripped this like wild solo. And I was way into that. And then I started listening to all the stuff like that that I could find. And then I got into Justice, the music group, uh, not because it has anything to do with my name, but just because they're good. And uh, then I just started getting more and more into electronic music. And at the time, this is like maybe 2010 that I was listening to this stuff, like Skrillex and Dead Mouse were, were blowing up. And so I started getting into that kind of EDM side of things. And uh, I really like a lot of that stuff too. So I kept listening to it and, and more and more. And I started getting, you know, way deep into electronic music and finding all these kind of branches that it has that are super cool that people don't seem to know about. And Synthwave became apparent to me. I think the first Synthwave that I ever heard was Time Cop. I listened to that and I was like, wow, this is such a specific vibe. It's so cool. And so I listened to a bunch of his stuff uh, on Spotify and then just like went through all the related artists and had my mind blown time and again. And actually then I found, not long after that, the very program that I find myself on now. Wow, wow. Beyond Synth. <laughs> I listened to a bunch of episodes and like listened to the guys that you had on and like got way, way into it. I was like, okay, I have to try making this because it's awesome. And it was all I was listening to for like a while. And, uh... Here we are now. Well, that's a really nice story. I like that one because I was in the end of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any story is great when I pop in, even if it's towards yeah. the end. So, but you haven't lost your touch with the guitar, right? I mean, you can still play. Oh, no, I still play all the time. And uh, more recently, that's what I've been doing, uh, playing guitar on 
other people's songs. If you go to my SoundCloud now, the stuff on the top of it is guitar work that I've been doing on other people's songs. Yeah, it's awesome. I still play all the time. I actually just bought a Kramer Pacer. And uh, for those listening at home, if you're not aware, this is one of the main guitars that was super popular in the 80s that a lot of the guys then were using guys like Van Halen and Paul Gilbert and uh, a lot of hair metal dudes played Kramer's and uh, Charvel guitars but basically it's just a shred machine it's got the Floyd Row it's a locking tremolo they're just built for speed and they're so cool and fun and so I've been playing a lot of that stuff and I think with the new music that I'm going to make I'm definitely going to have some wild guitar stuff in it. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess it's also better like for picking up girls, right? I don't know that synths work as well. I think like guitars are better for like serenading women. I think that's true, yeah. Unless you want to like drag a Moog out on like some chick's lawn and Yeah. Beow, beow. That's the sound a Moog makes. Mm-hmm. And you got to plug them in. You can get a bit of power if you get one of those like backup batteries for a computer. Mm. You know, that you have just in case the power goes out. And you can get about like 20 minutes of juice out of one of the cheaper ones. Yeah. Unless you want to take a generator with you. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. We'll just get get your synth on a stand, right? Get it. Get a strap for it, okay? This is my instructions to all the those uh, lonely, heartbroken kids at home. Here's what you got to do. <laughs> get your synthesizer out. <laughs> strap it on, Okay. Plug it in to a power generator or something. Put that in a wagon. Drag the wagon to your crush's driveway and just start playing the synth in the driveway, okay? What a sad image this is. Take it back from those terrible guitar players. Sad, sad image. This really is going to work, and it's a great idea. And <laughs> even if I don't have your support, Andy, I still want to let feel, everybody know. I feel know. bad for anyone who does these like grand romantic gestures and are turned down, especially when props are involved. <laughs> because you just picture like like it's so sad and then this guy like if the chick goes like oh, I don't like you and then he's got to literally like wheel a fucking thing back like in like in a wagon you know like there's just something so sad mm-hmm. about a guy going back home with the wagon that's a long sad walk you look if you get the girl it's great because then you got like this cute story to tell and it's like yeah I wheeled my wagon out there and then we banged but like you know the truth is if you're gonna go out there with a a keyboard and a wagon and then then it's going to start raining on you. It's the worst. That could happen, but, you know, if there's one thing that people really find romantic, it's wagons, so that's why I'm glad that I had that <laughs> yeah. idea. A wagon ride? <clears throat> yeah. Let's uh, let's move on to Giant Spirit's EP for real this time. Yes. So here's a cool track, and it's called Prowler by Giant Spirit.
And that was Prowler by Giant Spirit. And we're chatting right now. Giant Spirit and I, Doug Justice. And we just... Uh, Hi. We just got into the EP now. So this was the first... So we, I'm sort of going backwards because I'm playing a bunch of your singles. But the EP was the first thing, as you said. Mm-hmm. Yep. And now we're, we're listening to some of it. And this is when I sort of got wind of the, uh, of the Giant Spirit and was like, this stuff's cool. So, uh, yeah, talk to me about uh, Prowler. This is a fun one. It's a little bit faster. I think it's the fastest one on the EP. And, uh, yeah, it's just full of energy and vibes that I had at the time. You know, we all have seen, this is a big assumption, but there's a lot of people out there that have seen movies that came out between the years of 1980 and the end of 1989. And uh, it's the opinion of myself and and some other people out there that those movies are pretty good. And so... (laughs) I had been on just this filthy, long streak of watching a bunch of 80s movies, like a marathon. You know, I think I watched like four movies in a day. I had a couple days to myself, so I was like, okay, 80s movies, here we go. And I don't know why. I was just doing this. This is just what I was doing with my spare time. So I cranked through a bunch of the classics, and I was like, there's a lot of good music in here. And so I wanted to make a song that sounds like maybe it could potentially kind of be at home in one of those movies. And I called it Prowler because I thought what would be a cool name for a song. And so I thought about uh, a lot of different words out there, words that we've mentioned in this podcast, like wagon, you know, <laughs> okay, maybe. But that's what I put that in the main. I ended up on Prowler. I think it's a good name for the song. And uh, that's about it. Lots of chimey stuff in that song because I think that's cool. I don't, I guess I don't remember exactly what I used to make it, but yeah, Prowler. Neon Wagon. (laughs) Neon Wagon. Definitely gonna put that in the maybe pile. So, if you were born in 91, what what kids cartoons were on TV for you? Or or kids shows in general? Power Rangers. Like the original? I guess it is the original, I don't know. I haven't followed up with the Rangers in a while. Well, there's like 80 versions, because like Power Rangers was the show that was on when I stopped... You know, you got to be like a certain age for certain shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I loved like kids cartoons when I was growing up. So I was watching all the ones obviously from, you know, like the early 80s and stuff. And in the 90s, I was still like watching some kids shows or whatever. Like, but Power Rangers was right on the cusp of like, oh, this is dumb. Mm. Like, <laughs> like that's where I was because I was just old enough to not like it. And so I missed out on that. And, and I think Pokemon was like either a year or two after that. Oh, so then yeah, it, it was yeah. like not in for me at all. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember watching Power Rangers before Power Rangers, the movie came out, which came out, I think, slightly before Power Rangers, the movie, the game came out. <laughs> And they were all great. I do remember enjoying them very much. <laughs> I may have played the game. Yeah, the game was like uh, it's like a brawler, like Streets of Rage. You know, you walk horizontally and punch guys until you're till it's over. Streets of Rage is one of the best ones. That's my favorite. Yeah, and I like the first one, although a lot of people prefer Streets of Rage too. Mm. But uh, I th- I liked the music better in the first one. But that is a whole other thing. Because you're trying to remember, were you not like a big Saturday morning watching stuff guy? Or I think I was. It's just as it's. I haven't thought about it in so long. Power Rangers was, I think, my favorite thing. I'm trying to remember what else. Uh, I remember Rocco's Modern Life, Ren and Stimpy, that kind of era of like mid '90s Nickelodeon. 
stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always interesting just to get that sort of other perspective. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I have to think about that as to whether or not the stuff I liked was good or whether it was just you like the, you know, there's a nostalgic part of the brain where you just sort of remember things fondly just because they were part of your past. Mm-hmm. Uh, rose-tinted glasses or whatever the expression is. And so sometimes I, I do often go back and I'll watch things from when I was younger and just be like, reassess them. Because some of them I think are, like, I have a, f- a belief, but then I don't know if it's real or if it's just because I, I grew up in the 80s, right? That I think the cartoons in the 80s were better than the ones in the 90s. But then I don't know if that's just because they were my cartoons, you know? Because I love Transformers and the real Ghostbusters mm. and Gummy Bears. Like, Disney had a whole slew of, like, you know, some fun ones, too. And even when I watch the ones that weren't intended for boys, because, like, even Gem, I think, is alright. <laughs> Which is, like, this ridiculous cartoon, but, like, the music in it's awesome. There were still great ones in the 90s. Like, obviously, like, Batman the Animated Series was the 90s. and Oh, yeah. The X-Men cartoon and stuff like that. I think you're onto something, though, with is it nostalgia or is it not? And I make an effort to protect the vibes that I had from that time. So I've just remembered now another show that as a young boy, I thought was the coolest thing in the world. It's a program called Rocket Power. You know, a bunch of kids doing extreme sports. And (laughs) I've seen still images of it as an adult. And I'm like, there is no way that I'm going to watch this show and completely wreck it for myself because I'm pretty sure it was like, I don't know. I, I don't mind because some of it was good. Like, I mean, like, I think the real Ghostbusters is still an amazing cartoon, although it, it's the strongest in its, like, first two seasons. Like, ever, like every show, especially, like, yeah. with kids' shows, they always have these really, like, if they're great cartoons, it's always, like, the first or second seasons that are really good, and then they sort of, like, peter off. And cause I don't think anyone really cares about kids. Like, they just, they just want to release their toys. And so, like, once a show becomes popular, then they can just, like, send it to another production company for half the price then like the thing falls apart yeah that's a shame i mean there was still some garbage like there was there was definitely i remember this fucking cartoon called the smoggies cartoon (laughs) was shit it doesn't sound like it was built for success captain planet was nonsense too oh yeah captain planet even as a kid i could see through when it was just like this cartoon has a message i'm like fuck you like i can i I, I, as a kid i mean kids sense that stuff anytime you try and like make a show where it's not about entertainment for kids and just like oh this really has a message i'm like unless you're super clever like you're like pixar or something and you can Mm -hmm. make an awesome you know heartwarming animation that's fun for everyone that also has a, a message in there but if you're like not subtle with it then a kid will just fucking see right through it and just be like where's the explosions like fuck off yeah which is uh exactly what i said (laughs) even as a boy yeah (laughs) no patience for anything less than the best no exactly exactly i hold i hold all my entertainment to a high standard even though and i acknowledge this like there's like transformers which is a cartoon that i really like but like the animation in it is very cheap Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like maybe like 10 frames a second. Like it's a, it's sometimes it's like watching a slideshow, but it still is. I love the show. Like it's it, to me, it's awesome. So I can, I can see there's certain cartoons like in the nineties that like had better animation, but then the, that's when they started doing like, there's some CGI ones too. There's like reboot and some other ones that were like the first ones that were dabbling in like the 3d animation, but it's mm, yeah, so yeah. basic looking. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what my point was. Let's listen to some more music. <laughs> How about that? Yes, let's do it. All right. This is my favorite giant spirit song oh and this is called dark mountain by giant spirit
And that was Dark Mountain by Giant Spirit. Yes. And I'm here with Giant Spirit right now, Doug Justice. Hi, Andy. So this is my favorite Giant Spirit song. Well, thank you for even having a favorite. I think that's very cool. I'll tell you what. um, I'm trying to, and my listeners will be bored of hearing about this, because I have this robot show I want to make, and I've been building all these costumes and stuff, but now it's like, it is a project that will be like 10 years in the making, just because it's hard for me to ever find the time to... uh, you know work on it yeah but i did start you know i do have like some scripts written because i i made like a quick one minute scene it's called circuit and breaker and it's on my page and i got ogre to do the score for it nice and it's like a simple scene it's like me and this robot made in a retro style and as i was writing the scripts i was uh in for the first one anyways i i have a montage planned and this is the track and I keep so I would listen to this song on a loop as I wrote. Oh wow, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Because the idea of the show, <laughs> I'm trying to work out the structure of what the show is, and this is what I will say to anybody, especially like musicians or whatever. If you've got ideas and you're making some art, I mean, okay, it's okay to sit on it for a while if you want to think and make sure that it's as be- the best as it can be. But if you sit on something for too long, then it just gets stuck in this weird hell of like you're never satisfied and you're constantly changing it, and it gets so far from what it used to be that you might as well just release something yeah and that's what's happened to me with with circuit and breaker because it's like it's changed so much because i haven't finished there's one point i wrote like a whole show that was like kind of serious and then i realized i wanted to make it more fun and literally like rewrote it with like different characters and like the whole thing changed because i just never shot what i wrote originally anyways the point is this (laughs) the new uh the new format of the show has like a montage in every episode where like instead of using like synthwave as background music it would be like the focus point like a montage in a movie and this track is the one that i want for my first sort of montage scene where it shows yes different characters because it works so well like if if i could impart to you the visuals of what's happening during this stuff because it's all timed to the music Mm -hmm. but uh, that'll be for 10 years down the road when i finally make the fucking thing well everybody mark your calendars yeah (laughs) circuit and breaker (laughs) montage the Dark Mountain montage. Yeah, that's right, man. Twenty twenty. Don't miss it. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, it's a really cool song, man. I dig this one a lot. And um, thank you. And it comes along with a story from me. <laughs> but why don't you tell me about it? Well, that's much more interesting than anything that I can hope to say about it. But this is one where I was like, I was aiming to make an EP, and so I was doing that, and I was maybe like four songs in. I think it was this was the fourth song that I made for it, and. I was like, if I'm not careful, every song on the CP is going to sound exactly the same and be happy and kind of not, you know, there's going to be nothing for the cool, dark, brooding people out there or just for anyone that doesn't like hearing the same kind of thing five times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so this was to uh, to break it up. And because like, I like that vibe too, the whole darker side of synthwave, like Carpenter Brute. I hope I'm saying that right. Do you know how to say that right? Yeah, it's, that's as good as Carpenter it needs to be. Brute. So good. That stuff just blew me away when I first heard it. Oh, yeah. I wanted to make something. Obviously, this isn't, it doesn't sound exactly like Carpenter Brute at all, except for that it's like in a minor key. Yeah, I just want to make something big and bad and cool. And I think that I tried to do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Well, uh, I dig it, man. It gets uh, Andy Last thumbs up. You heard it here, folks. Which is a 
I guess a new thing I'm doing. So <laughs> good. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so like, what what do you do in your life now, man? Well, I'm doing lots of music work, doing some teaching, uh, making samples for uh, sample companies, uh, making guitar samples for people to use in electronic music and stuff like that. And uh, always working on new music for Giant Spirit, my own stuff, and then playing guitar on a lot of people's tracks also. When you play guitar on other people's tracks, is it like featuring Giant Spirit or featuring Doug Justice? Uh, so far, most of the time it's been featuring Giant Spirit, or sometimes it'll just be like a, a job and they won't put my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's still in there. What uh, teaching do you do? Uh, just little guitar lessons. Do you enjoy doing that? Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's nice, like... Students, some of them, like you get, guitar is not the easiest thing in the world to learn how to play. That being said, it's not that hard either. And you get out of it what you put into it. And so when you get students that you can tell week after week they never practice, it's kind of like, okay, here goes half an hour of my life. But for the people that do practice, it's super cool to see them go through the same stuff that, that I went through like when I was coming up on the guitar and like learning how to play, like seeing the wheels turn, seeing light bulbs go off, like they finally start to get their hands to do what they want them to do and they start playing a little bit cooler, a little more difficult stuff. Uh, and in that sense, it's very rewarding. But ultimately, I don't have dreams of being an educator or anything like that. I just think it's cool to uh, help people get on their way to making real music. Well, that's a noble cause. Yes. I've only fooled around with guitars, but I, I can't do it. I did take piano lessons when I was a kid, though. Nice. I didn't care for them. Mm. I, I don't know. I had this problem with learning. You know, sometimes with every discipline, there are certain fundamentals you have to learn. Mm -hmm. And the thing with keyboards was I always, I always liked piano, but especially keyboards. Because even when I took piano lessons, my teacher had like a really awesome keyboard, but I could only play it if I did well in the lesson. But I always just liked the sounds of like, you know, like a professional keyboard makes. I, I don't remember the make or the model, but like I, it was good. Mm -hmm. And so that would, would always interested me. And I was not interested in learning how to play. <laughs> like it just it just didn't yeah. you know learning oh the finger positions and then playing like other you know like getting the fucking books and like you're in grade one piano lessons and I'd play this won't you come and play with me today you know like when you <laughs> move your five fingers up the whatever and it's just like I just hated that I just like I just wanted to play that keyboard like that's all I ever wanted to do when I went to that dude's house and just like can I just go in that room and play the keyboard like my parents are still going to pay you literally you could do nothing <laughs> Yeah, but, it's uh, totally yeah. a thing for new students. I think it's important, and some teachers, I think, kind of miss this, that they want to do it because they like music. So when they come in and the first thing you teach them is, look at the guitar. See this thing? This is called the fretboard. It's made of maple wood. Mm. Uh, now go home and research uh, maple wood. You know, people, guitar teachers don't do that. Yeah. But I'm saying they don't <laughs> right away get a student sitting down and playing anything that sounds remotely like music that anyone would ever want to hear. Right. So I think it, it helps to be like, okay, here's how to play the simplest thing in the world, but it's like the simplest thing that sounds like something someone might like to hear someday instead of, you know, garbage. Man, it must be so tricky being like a violin teacher. Yeah. Because of the sounds that that thing makes. Yeah, that's got to be hard. 
somebody's got to buy those guys a beer. Like when you hear a violin played incorrectly, it's insane sounding. It is hard on the ears. It's not a gentle sound. So if you've picked a better instrument, but do you teach them like just on an acoustic or do you bring out the electric or do they have to bring their own guitars? How does it work? Usually they'll bring their own guitars, but it depends on what the person wants to learn. If, if someone's learning acoustic, I'll use my acoustic. If somebody's learning electric, I'll use my electric. Well, let's, uh, how about this? We're going to wrap this up. But we're going to listen to another track first. It's going to call it a song or a track or a strack, as I just <laughs> yeah, said. Let's listen, track. To, let's listen to some fucking stracks. So here is, uh, this is a cool track. This is uh, A Cold Sky by hey. Giant Spirit.
And that was Cold Sky by Giant Spirit. And I'm here with Giant Spirit right now. Doug Justice is your name. Andy, that's me. (laughs) We're still at it. Talk to me about this one. Cold Sky. It's the last song on the EP, the Giant Spirit EP, now available at giantspirit.bandcamp.com. Don't fucking push your wares here, man. No one's interested. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's a bad idea. (laughs) Don't go to that URL. Please don't (laughs) click on it. Uh, if you see any links marked like buy now or name your price or whatever it is that it says, do not click on those links. I'm begging you. No one's interested in that. Yeah. Okay. Do not, anyway. do not click on name your price. <laughs> do not type in 100. <laughs> I am literally begging you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cold sky, this song, uh, it's the last song in the EP and I just wanted to make, you know, like the cheesy endings of most movies where there's like this kind of pseudo inspirational sounding music and sometimes it is like not a montage I guess but like the dialogue isn't there or like you're just seeing images of the plot concluding and everything and there's there's a song playing and I was like well I want to play myself out of the CP with a song that's kind of like that sort of like a credit sequence vibe and I think I kind of captured that with the song it sort of has like a final sound to it I guess I don't know <laughs> But it's another one of those uh, pretty happy songs with, again, a lot of chimey stuff. There's a lot of chimey stuff on the whole on the whole EP now that I think about it, but it's cool. I really love that sound, and so I just wanted to do it again and kind of have a dynamic buildup in the verses back to the main theme that happens. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to close out the EP. This was my first five... Well, okay, when I first listened to Synthwave, I was like, okay, this is really cool. And I made like two or three songs that were like garbage. And these five songs were the first five that I was like, okay, this is good enough to put in the world, uh, I hope. And Cold Sky was, I think, uh, the last song that I made for the EP. And so I wanted to just make a sweet little goodbye track for everybody. Well, it's a cool song, man. Well, thanks for saying so. And it's a cool EP, and this has been a cool talk. Very cool. I'm trying out something new where I sort of wind things down and try and tie things together. I'm not very good at uh, either of those things. I think it was going great until you started talking about how it wasn't going great. (laughs) I think that really just shot it right off the rails. And now I feel like that kid walking away in the rain holding his wagon and his keyboard. Yeah, you really blew it. I fucked up and the girl didn't want it. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) You're you're the girl in this scenario. Wow. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, but no. (laughs) Take your stupid wagon (laughs) and get out of here. (laughs) Oh, we had some good times, right? Good times, man. Well, listen. It's been fun chatting with you. Nice to get to know you. It's nice to talk to you too, Andy. And And thanks for having... Hey, hang on a second. Thank you, Andy, for having me on the show. I remember listening to this and being like, wow, what if I was on that show? Wouldn't that be cool? And now it's happening. And now you know that it's not cool at all. It's very cool at all. So (laughs) thank you again, Andy. Well, no problem, man. Listen, a lot of people send me music. And if it strikes a chord with me and I really like it, you know, it doesn't matter to me how long the people have been at it or what's been going on. And, uh, you know, even though, you know, the EP was in like 2016 and stuff like this, uh, it was, uh, you know, I just I just really dig the sound of it. And like I say, you know, when I was writing and had, you know, like that track on repeat and listened to the EP like so many times. So I just figured like, listen, like it's good stuff. You know, we got to talk to Doug Justice about it. 
because it's good. Well, thank you. So that's uh, that's my story about that. So it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Do you have anything you want to say or like fucking wrap up? Um, yes. Uh, support your local. Uh, so no. Yep. <laughs> Keep no. those wagon wheels <laughs> greased. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you have a lovely day. You too, Andy. A lovely Thanks again. W- Wisconsin day. It was Wisconsin, right? Yep. All right. <laughs> See, I was listening. Yeah, you nailed it. <laughs> All right. Take care, dude. You too, Andy. And that was my conversation with Giant Spirit. I love that dude's name, man. I can't get enough of just saying Doug Justice. It just sounds awesome. And I do want to point out, and this makes me laugh when I think about it, a lot of my listeners, you know, I do make fun when I have guests on and I, I refer to it as the nerdy question when I ask them what software they use and stuff. And I know there's a lot of my listeners who are also music producers and they always want me to ask those questions and I always sort of make fun of the idea of asking those questions to people because I find them boring. But the thing is, I do talk to artists about, you know, behind the scenes making of the music stuff all the time, but I never record that part. <laughs> So it's always funny to me because literally that conversation I had with Giant Spirit is ridiculous. It's a, it's like the whole thing is just a foolish conversation. And the second we were done recording, we talked for like another half an hour and 20 minutes of that was all about the software he uses and how he used a different version of a, like a different software and then made the switch to this other one and all these production techniques and stuff. And the whole time we were talking I couldn't stop laughing about the fact that I wasn't taping what we were saying. (laughs) And like, literally, there's like this big chunk of the interview where it's all about his name is Doug Justice. And meanwhile, there was about 20 minutes of stuff I didn't record, which was all about audio production. (laughs) So it just, it made me laugh. Uh, It probably doesn't make anyone else laugh, but uh, I don't care. It's my fucking show. And speaking of which, it's over. So... (laughs) Hope you guys have a lovely weekend, and uh, if you are interested in doing the Magic Sword sweepstakes, uh, write me a message and say what show you want to go to, and we'll add your name into a ballot list, and then uh, that's that, man. And that's all I gotta say, so uh, I'll see you next time on Beyond Synth. I